Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today, but it's going to be a good one as tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern, the Blues finally play hockey again. It's been over a week, lots of games postponed due to COVID and all that fun stuff, so I'm going to be getting into tomorrow night's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Edmonton Oilers. going to be talking about the return of David Perron, Jordan Cairo, and Robert Thomas, as well as talking a little bit about the Winter Classic that's coming up. Um the new COVID restrictions with the taxi squads and all that. It's going to be an action-packed episode. Might not even get to all of it today. I um, might have to save some for tomorrow. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. But before I get into it all, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there who is making Locked On Blues your first listen, whether it's with your morning cup of coffee, on your commute to work, school, whatever it may be. Uh, we like making these short 20, 30-minute episodes. That way you can listen from first thing in the morning on your commute, like I said. Uh, really means a lot to us. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. The St. Louis Blues take on the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night at 8.30. I'm going to be talking about the specifics of that game a little bit in the second segment. But for the first segment, I want to talk about the return of three of the most crucial forwards for the St. Louis Blues that can hopefully uh, get this team a little bit back on track. Uh, they did lose their last game after their long uh, point streak that they had. Uh, so Jordan Bennington made his return in that last game. Uh, Blues came away with a loss, unfortunately. Uh, but they are getting some high-powered guys back into their offense, being Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, and David Perron. Um, we're talking about all three of them here. Uh, go through each one individually. First, let's start with the guy who's been out the longest uh, and the guy that's been around the longest, and that is David Perron. Uh, Perron went down with a head injury a couple weeks ago, uh, really concerning there, you know, given his concussion history. Um, seemed like he was getting back up to speed in these past few weeks, and Honestly, maybe the whole the COVID postponing games was a blessing for him. You know, you never want to rush back from a concussion uh, earlier than you need to, just because it's you put yourself at risk of getting another one. Um, so, you know, maybe he was thinking about rushing back a little bit just due to the the Blues' uh, lack of forward depth with all the injuries and stuff. Um, so, getting an extra week and a half to recover uh, probably did wonders to not just him but the whole team as well. Uh, anyone that was really battling injuries, given the really tough stretch of games that the blues played uh just playing so many games with such a shorthanded roster it really took a toll on a lot of guys um and as much as it sucks not being able to watch hockey uh the past week and a half it was probably for the best you know helping the blues uh, get back up to full strength and david perron is a guy that they really really missed uh really short up the offense he was having a pretty strong season you know not his best for sure not uh quite as good as last season but still, you know, he was producing points really well and just being a really valuable piece for the Blues. Um, the the offense was having really having a lot of success without him and even without um, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo as well. But most of that success was chalked up to the the Russian line, uh, and it really felt like if that line wasn't producing, the Blues had a really hard time generating offense. Um, you know, fortunately for them, that line was otherworldly over the past few weeks. 
um, you know, scoring a ton of goals left and right. But having a guy like David Perron back is going to be huge because wherever you slot him, whether it's the first line or the third line, um, you know, assuming that that second second line of the Russians is going to stay intact, um, he's going to add a lot of firepower to whatever line he ends up on. You know, a veteran guy who knows Craig Bruby's system, he's able to play it really, really well. Um, doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes out there. Uh, just really reliable, and that's something I think the Blues were missing, uh, especially in their loss. It felt like they could have used just a more consistent, reliable offense, and that's something that David Perron can absolutely bring. Uh, moving on to Robert Thomas, another guy that had been missing a few games. Um, again, interesting to see where he might slot into the lineup with that second line staying intact. Um, I think he might, you assume he might slot in on that third line, um, but again, we'll have to just wait and see until the lineup comes out. Um, but another guy that, again, is just going to do wonders for the Blues offense. Um, all it really comes down to is just adding more talent uh, besides just that that Russian line of Barbashev, Tarasenko, and Buchnevich because, you know, is if if that's the only line that's producing consistent offense, it, it gets pretty easy for teams to shut it down. And I think we saw that um, in the Blues' most recent loss. That, that line had a little bit less success, and I think teams are starting to figure that out. But now all of a sudden you've got Robert Thomas, David Perron, and I'm going to talk about Jordan Cairo back into the lineup. You can't really just put all your focus on that second line because you've got dynamic players up and down the lineup. Robert Thomas is a really, really good player for the Blues. He's had a bit of a breakout year, kind of, sort of. Um, near the team lead in points, ton of assists. I think he, I don't know if he still is the leader in assists. I know he was before his injury. Um, just creating a ton of offense, you know, making gorgeous passes uh, and really just playing with a lot of confidence, like I said. So he's a guy that's going to come back and do wonders for the St. Louis Blues as well. Um, I'm excited to see him play, but the guy that I'm most excited about getting back into this lineup and, you know, I'm assuming all you are as well is Jordan Cairo. Um, huge breakout year for Cairo this season. You know, Blues fans kind of saw it coming. We knew that he was good. You know, last season he had a really strong start to the year uh, and then petered off a little bit towards the end. But this season has just been uh, outstanding from Jordan Cairo. Uh, it was really tough to see him go down with that injury, you know, because the Blues definitely really missed him and his dynamic speed and all that. Um, so having him back in the lineup, you know, hopefully he doesn't miss a step. Uh, and is able to produce like he was before. I'm really excited to see, you know, if he can continue the momentum that he had earlier in the season, or if we see sort of a similar trend to last season where second half, he kind of slows down a little bit. Teams start figuring him out. I don't think that's going to be the case. Just watching him this season, he seems dominant. He seems like he's the best player on the ice at times when he's out there. Um, and anytime that you're, you know, that good, um, you're going to get points. And obviously Jordan Cairo was doing that, you know, leading the team in points uh, before he went down with his injury as well. So three guys there that are going to be huge for the St. Louis Blues in this matchup against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, but also just moving forward, you know, uh, the Blues had a lot of success with all their injuries, but it, it definitely felt like it wasn't going to last forever uh, just because of how strong that second line was producing. And just with the, the lack of depth that they had, it really felt like something had to give. And it did. They came away with a loss in a pretty tough game, a pretty disappointing game in Jordan Bennington's return. Um, so definitely needed an injection of, of offense and what better way to get that than from Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo and David Perron. Um, I'm really excited for this matchup tomorrow night, mostly just because we haven't had hockey in so long, but also, you know, it's the Edmonton Oilers watching Connor McDavid play, uh, you know, against maybe his rival for one of the skaters in the league, Jordan Cairo. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun matchup. I'm going to be getting into that during segment two of today's episode. But first I want to tell you guys about bet online. Now, if you're like me and you think Jordan, 
continue to dominate the season. You think you can put up a ton of points, and you can put your money where your mouth is at BetOnline G. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet on the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts, and I'll be right back. Right, so tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern Time, the St. Louis Blues are playing hockey again. Hallelujah. Uh, It's been a while. It's been, I think it'll be eight or nine days uh, tomorrow since the Blues' last game. Um, You know, obviously for us fans, that sucks um, not having hockey to watch. But like I said before, I think it's going to be an absolute blessing for the Blues. They're playing a ton of games and not a ton of days. Um, and doing all of that with an absolutely beaten, battered roster. Um, I don't know. I think the Blues haven't been fully healthy since like November 11th, something like that. Um, so it, definitely something that they that they needed um, because, you know, you saw guys playing through injury. You saw Braden Shen, you know, forced to play, suit up and play through his injury. And that led to him, I guess, I guess he didn't re-aggravate it um, as per what we know. But still, I, 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 have no doubt that him coming back a little too soon because of the the lack of forward depth and pretty much the Blues' hand being forced by the NHL not implementing restrictions, which I'm going to get into later, by the way. The NHL is finally now coming around to adding the taxi squad and all that a few weeks too late because, unfortunately, the Blues had to be a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of COVID cases, and it absolutely screwed them. And now that more teams are doing it, the NHL's like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe our setup isn't great. Maybe it is kind of hurting teams. Let's postpone games. Let's add a taxi squad. Would have been nice a few weeks ago is all I'm saying. I'll, I'll get into that after I talk about the Edmonton game. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a blessing for the Blues. Uh, I think it definitely wore on them. You could definitely tell in that last loss that they seemed tired. They seemed out of it um, just because of, you know, the frequency of games and the, the depth that they were missing. It, it definitely took a toll. Um, you can only have guys like Dakota Joshua and Logan Brown play above their expectations, you know, so much. It's going to catch up to them eventually, and it did. And fortunately, the Blues got the next few games postponed to kind of have a chance to right the ship and and get their get their sea legs back under them. Um, I'm expecting to see a really rejuvenated Blues team tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, you know, Edmonton's in a similar boat. They haven't played in a long time as well. So going to be fresh legs on both sides. Um, but Edmonton doesn't have the or didn't have the, uh, the struggles that the Blues did. Um, in terms of depth, in terms of injuries, um, you know, guys like Jordan Cairo, David Perron, and Robert Thomas, who may have come back a little sooner than they needed to if those games last week hadn't been postponed, now had a, even a few extra days to recover, get up to full speed. Um, and then not just them, anyone that was nursing an injury that we didn't know about or a sickness that we didn't know about or was just fatigued or whatever, what have you, the inevitable uh, results of playing as many games as they did with as shorthanded of a roster as they did, all those guys have a chance to, you know, regroup go home to see their family for the holidays, whatever, what have you. They they had a good opportunity to really start fresh. And that's kind of what I'm looking at tomorrow night as is a fresh start for 
pretty much the whole NHL, not just the St. Louis Blues and Edmonton Oilers, but, you know, taking a week off gives you a really good chance to regroup and you're not just saying, okay, tomorrow night we play this team. You're saying, okay, we got a week and a half. Yeah, we're not practicing. Um, but still, you know, guys are training at home. Guys are getting a little extra sleep, getting a little extra training, not traveling as much, just chan- chance to recover. It's almost like the, uh, the NFL season where you get a full week off between games to recover. Obviously, you know, that's <laughs> a little different than the NHL. You're not getting uh, beat up by six foot seven, 350 pound guys, you know, every single play, but still it, it takes a toll. And especially for the St. Louis blues who had been so shorthanded and had been playing so many games in such a short time span with a shorthanded roster. I'm sure there were so many more injuries and illnesses and maintenance days that we just didn't hear about because if, you know, every guy that was injured sat out, the blues would have been able to field like four skaters. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, like I said, a fresh start tomorrow night for the St. Louis blues. We saw them go on a wicked point streak um, during those absences. And you know, I claimed that I believe that that is the peak of the Blues. I don't think that, that was an anomaly. Um, I think that that quality of play is what they're capable of, you know, moving forward for the rest of the season. Uh, obviously got away from a little bit, that a little bit in Jordan Bennington's return. That was super disappointing. Um, but, you know, the players are there. The, the success is still there. Um, obviously, you know, that Russian line, that had so much success, that's going to continue to dominate for the Blues um, and then some. So, you know, a fresh start, like I've been saying, is going to do wonders for this team. Um, and, yeah, Edmonton Oilers are going to be a really tough matchup. The Blues played them well the last time. They came away with a 5-4 to loss. Um, but, you know, anytime you can play the Edmonton Oilers and be with one goal, I know they're really battling in that game, and I'm pretty sure they gave up a, a go-ahead goal really late in that game, if I recall. So, you know, definitely a game that could have gone either way. Um, Edmonton's been a really strong team. You know, they a little bit late, which, you know, if you're looking at it, you can look at it one, two ways. You can say, okay, Edmonton's been struggling as of late. Let's hope they continue to struggle uh, against the Blues. But the other side of it is they've been struggling as of late, and now all of a sudden they get a week and a half off to recover. They probably will be back to their dominance that they had at the beginning of the season. And that's what I would suspect McDavid and Drysdale are gonna are gonna go cold only for so long, you know. Um, and if you're the Blues, you kind of gotta go into tomorrow's game and say, you know, McDavid's gonna get his, Drysdale's gonna get his. You know, you can't really neutralize those. You can only neutralize neutralize those guys so much. It's just about the rest of the ro- roster. And any time that those two aren't on the ice, you gotta dominate. The Blues have to dominate every single time that number ninety seven is not on the ice, and a little bit to a lesser extent, Leon Drysdale. Um, so I, I think the Blues have done a really good job in the past against the Oilers, and I'm pretty sure McDavid has. I don't think the Blues are his worst, the, the team that he's performed the worst against. But I know his numbers against the Blues are not nearly as ridiculous as they are against some of the other teams in the NHL. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they neutralize McDavid. It'll certainly be a big test uh, coming back from missing all those games and missing all those days. Um, but it should be a fun one. Um, in terms of my pick for a locked on player of the game, I think it's pretty easy. I know it's an obvious choice, but I'm going to go with Jordan Cairo. He's been out of the lineup for a while. Um, and he sort of has the pressure on him of started up this season just as strong, or a little bit stronger than he started up last season. But, you know, last season he had that just complete shift uh, around this time where he, you know, stopped producing nearly as much. So, fresh start for the whole team, but also a fresh start for Jordan Cairo, who's been nursing that injury, a chance to come back in and, you know, hopefully pick up where he left off. And in a matchup against Connor McDavid, I said it earlier that Connor McDavid and Jordan Cairo were two of the best skaters in the NHL. And, you know, to say, I don't think that's any exaggeration. Um, the skating comparisons between McDavid and Cairo were 
given to Cairo even before he got drafted. I remember reading reports that um, that his skating rivaled that of Connor McDavid. Obviously, you know, no one's going to be able to skate as well or as fast as Connor McDavid. And, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do here. But, you know, sim- similar play styles. McDavid's obviously way better at it because McDavid's way better than every single person in the NHL at what he does. But similar play styles between Connor McDavid and Jordan Cairo. I'm really looking forward to seeing those two go ahead and duke it. I know Cairo's been most dynamic forward for the St. Louis Blues this season, and Connor McDavid's been the most dynamic forward in the NHL for the past five seasons. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those two match up. Um, I think Cairo's going to have a strong night. Uh, I think he's been itching to get back in the lineup, and we're going to see that out of him tomorrow. Um, now, um, we're getting close to that third segment. So in the third segment, I'm going to be talking about uh, wrapping up the game, wrapping up the preview between the Blues and Oilers, giving you a quick score prediction. And then I'm going to be talking about uh, my frustrations with the NHL finally putting in COVID restrictions and taxi squads and all that, but too late for the Blues. So don't go anywhere. All right. So my f- final thoughts on the Blues Oilers matchup tomorrow night at 8.30. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to be a little rusty, you know, coming off of that long break. Yeah, it's a fresh start, like I said, but still, you know, when you're when you're playing every other day, you have a good you do a good job of, you know, getting into a scheme, getting into a routine and playing like that. I think it's going to be a very open game. First game between these two teams was five to four. I honestly would predict a similar score line, five, four, five, three. I think the blues are going to have the edge in this one, though. You know, they are at home. They are going to have the healthiest roster that they've had in a long time, and I think all that's going to work in their favor um, in order to come away with a win against the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm predicting 5-4, five, 5-3, five, something in that range, and a victory for the St. Louis Blues. Now, this has been a very positive episode for the most part, but I do want to complain a little bit about a few different things. Um, first of all, the NHL has been talking about implementing some you know, new rules surrounding covid uh, in terms of helping teams not end up like the Blues did uh, just a few weeks ago when they were playing with 17 skaters and an emergency backup goalie uh, as their backup. So, you know, the NHL is talking about bringing back the taxi squad, which, first of all, why the heck did you ever get rid of the taxi squad? The taxi squad was implemented in order to uh, account for COVID, account for guys missing games due to COVID. And it's not like COVID went away this year. It's not like anything was different. You know, in terms of guys testing positive and all that, you still in a pandemic and the league said, no, we don't need a taxi squad this year. It'll be fine. We also don't need any sort of cap relief or anything like that, which again, they're also talking about cap relief. I don't know if anything's set in stone yet. I think the taxi squad is, you know, close to set in stone, if not fully set in stone. Um, But anyways, it's just frustrating for me as a Blues fan because we watched this team, you know, struggle immensely due to COVID. Obviously you could say, Oh, what? No, they had, most of the guys were out with injury. You know, it's different. They didn't have a ton of COVID, whatever. You know, the, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. When you have as shorthanded of a roster as the blues have because of all of their COVID absences, when you're skating 17 guys, when you've got, you know, guys playing 10 more minutes than they usually do, it's going to lead to more injuries. And we saw that the very first game that the St. Louis Blues played with a shorthanded roster, they had two or three injuries and a Wallman, Huso, and maybe someone else went down with an injury in that game. Um, Kairou goes down with an injury. Raiden Shen comes back a little too early, goes down with an injury. Robert Thomas goes down with an injury. I'm not going to blame all of that on COVID, but I said it before all those guys went down that I would not be surprised if we see the injuries pile up due to the blues struggles right now with COVID. And sure enough, key guys got injured for the blues and 
they were forced to just play through it. They were forced to play with 17 skaters, which is unprecedented in the NHL, literally not having enough players to field a full roster. Unprecedented. The Blues had to do it. Blues couldn't call up a goalie, had to use an emergency backup goalie as their backup. Unprecedented. Again, uh, fourth, fifth string goalies playing for the Blues. I mean, obviously, you know, that's nothing the NHL could have done, but still, it was very frustrating to watch. And Tommy and I were saying it over and over again that we really want to see the NHL implement restrictions. And the NHL just, or not restrictions, implement like a safety for when teams are in this situation, a taxi squad, whatever. And it was so frustrating for us to watch the blues continue to struggle. And the NHL just stayed silent about it. No, no extra help, no taxi squad, no nothing. And we're like, all right, fine. You know, blues will get through it. They're winning games. You know, it sucks, but whatever. And I even said, the blues are not going to be the first team to deal with that this season. And sure enough, you know, a week later, rest of the league ends up where the blues were and what does the nhl does because it's not just one team because now it's a couple teams and a couple big market teams you know it's like oh shoot we should probably do something about this you know even blues fans be like what the heck where was that support when we were struggling with covid absences and all that we really could have used a taxi squad two weeks ago you know you could argue if you get a taxi squad maybe Braden shen doesn't come back from his injury early and and doesn't re-aggravate it maybe jordan Cairo doesn't play you know in, in an extra game because he went got injured in one game, played the next game, re-aggravated his injury, and now out long-term. If he was healthy enough to play that second game, then he probably would have been able to take a few games off and come back sooner than he is now. It it blows my mind that that the league just sat by silently, watched the Blues play 17 skaters, emergency backup goalie, whatever, and then the second that a few more teams get it, the league goes, oh yeah, wait, maybe we should do something about that, instead of saying, huh, I think the Blues are, are, aren't going to be the only team that has to deal with you know, COVID running rampant. Maybe we should get ahead of schedule and implement taxi squads before it gets worse. Nope. They waited until it was too late, which is so frustrating because not only did it hurt the blues, but we also got a week and a half without hockey. And here we are. So, you know, great rest of the season. Hopefully the blues don't have to deal with that again. They'll get a taxi squad. We'll see some extra guys play, whatever. Yay. Woohoo. Still frustrates the heck out of me. Um, knowing that the NHL could have very easily done the same thing when the Blues were dealing with all this and helped them out immensely, and yet they just sat by silently. So, whatever. Got to move forward from it. Nothing I can do now. Nothing we can do now. Just got to wait and see. You know, hopefully the Blues are able to stay healthy the rest of the season. You know, hopefully this this period of adversity was uh, the peak in terms of adversity for the Blues this season, uh, and I suspect it will be because you can't really get much worse than that. Uh, that being said. Beyond the Edmonton game, there is a few other things I want to talk about. The Winter Classic is coming up, and I am so stoked about that. Um, in Minnesota, it's going to be freaking freezing cold out there. It's going to be a heck of a hockey game. Uh, it's supposed to be, last time I checked, it's going to be like one degree in Minnesota that day, which, you know, ice level is probably going to be even colder, you know, on the ice, wind whipping, all that stuff. Um, it's going to be a crazy, crazy game. Uh, probably the biggest event. The NHL has had in a long time in terms of, you know, public being at games. Obviously, Stanley Cup last year did have fans in attendance. But, you know, Winter Classic is always a huge event uh, on the national stage for the NHL. Um, and with the new partnerships with ESPN and TNT, I'm really looking forward to not just, you know, watching the Blues play, but just seeing what they can do, you know, with the product. Minnesota is the heartland of hockey. Um, they I went there for the Frozen Four a couple years ago. Um, college hockey championships, and they had, like, a similar setup to what they're going to have for the Winter Classic, just you know, streets and streets, you know, blocks and blocks of hockey, you know, fan events, uh, different teams have like different booths and all that. They love their hockey in Minnesota. Um, and the wild are really good this year. 
which means it's going to be even more exciting for them. They're going to do a spectacular job. They're going to be a spectacular host for the Winter Classic. And I cannot wait to see uh, the Blues debut those beautiful uh, cream white uniforms. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, though, no Olympics, which is frustrating. Uh, do have the World Juniors to watch. Kind of the U.S. Uh, had a game forfeited today due to COVID. So that's also getting screwed up. Um, look, it's another COVID season. You know, you got to set the expectations low. Um, the rest of the season might be a little funky with all the games that have been postponed and the Omicron variant, you know, doing as much damage as it is. Um, I don't think we're out of the woods in terms of games getting postponed and stuff. I think the NHL, you know, the Winter Classic is happening. At this point, you can't cancel it. You know, too many flights have been bought. Hotels have been booked. Tickets have been purchased. All that. Um, Winter Classic is happening. And I think that the NHL is kind of getting the league back up to schedule, you know, before then because of the Winter Classic. I think if this was like in the middle of February, they'd maybe be a little bit more passive in terms of return to play. But because the Winter Classic is right around the corner, they don't want that to just be, you know, the first thing that they do uh, and have all those tests, you know, occur because, you know, God forbid, Winter Classic gets postponed. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but I think the NHL really wants the Winter Classic to happen, unfortunately, purely from a financial standpoint, but also because it's a huge spectacle. And, like, yeah, you know, you're going to tune into the playoffs if you're a casual fan. But if you're flipping through the channels um, on say i think the winter classic is on saturday um if you flip through the channels on saturday you've never watched a hockey game in your life you see winter classic minnesota versus st louis all right maybe i'll check it out and you, you turn on the game and you see the gorgeous stadium and beautiful jerseys and all that and you see jordan Cairo whip it up and down the ice you're gonna want to tune in you're gonna want to watch uh winter classic is gonna be huge not just for the blues but the nhl as a whole um i'm really really excited for it i'm gonna sit in front of the tv all day you know watching the pre pre-game festivities and all that it's gonna be great time um i'm looking forward to it uh, and we're gonna have more coverage for you as the date gets closer but that being said that is all the time i have for you guys today so i want to thank everyone so much for listening make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on hit that subscribe button on youtube we're really close to 100 subscribers which doesn't seem like much but it's more than i've ever had on any other youtube channel i started when i was like 10 years old and wanted to be a famous youtuber so yeah hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell that we upload a new video uh I'll be notified you can be one of the first people to watch it follow all, us on all of our socials instagram twitter tiktok and facebook at locked on blues follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl follow tommy on twitter at t 15 again thanks so much for listening and as always go